Glory to God. Good to be back again for our Wednesday Bible study, midweek meal, and so on. Hallelujah. See, we are surrounded by very friendly trees here. The planting of the Lord, trees of righteousness. Hallelujah. But uh, praise God. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening in. I believe you are blessed. Shall we worship this King, the Holy One? Libro suko porakata kalamita, ropusto prezebelende rapakasta. We worship you, Lord. Rapale lobusko, brula krapalikanda rapusto. Oh, we worship you. So namanda rambazele burukuta kasa prafalanda. By faith, we reach out to your throne, Abba. Simukoboro tokobo. Rabasi preste minaloko masutoro gozide rovudevraste filero payatakalta o mantero kozambra morokuna brava tanzala refeledikente in the name of Jesus tapakashendere boku saparakalbe rundo bokuro sekerete pelkera zambre hallelujah lo ropoko do brusto fusobreli O rapasa malda nambre sento roko zinge pelika mazala ale boku zamarande rekepetis hallelujah somorogos mazaleteke semino hutabal hashikes de praselista mana farazara kanta worship you worship you worship you worship you krasimiko rokuza rala dukuska praske petervidi hallelujah O Ramange Bruzeli Rokuta Brage Diste Jimbredi Kamar Azilaruko Musapar Patara Zeraste Zemaroko Poso Hallelujah Hallelujah Semoroko Managa Rabu Refere Kelteriste Kebo Doro Hallelujah O Father Somorokuba Rukute Prasibel Asamanante O Hallelujah Faramakanda Menasco brosco poso brosto prosemente keberi jebrale bracazalta namarca valazar o sezibe semeno sabama rapalca rico su canalde nebaras amargo lo gruto worship you lord redegor barazamaranda thank you lord 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 hallelujah 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 Worship your holy name, worship your holy name, worship your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Shapaza Krasti, Mizukuprata Kipitelo, Sumorokoda Baragasante. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Shapara kazaraba kazere belberiande. Ramokotokora pazakariantere bokosontoroboshto. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. La pasa praka santa. Samoku do custo prasakibe de gedegeste Rapacasta rapazi kaziko to custo Jebre di credi credi for volo barakanda kasikata Wo masika etokuza azibral baragazar Asura kamalma ratapara takaliste 
Worship your holy name, worship your holy name, worship your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Sabrobolo brete pepere si felti. Samarabakata karabasele borakusala barakasa kete kisti. Gaza makazana masarabakata kalabakasal barakasante rebusho. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Superbrusto. Chipazi Christe pete prefalata kabayanda. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rapasa prapaka salmarabaya. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Zamira Brente. Hallelujah. 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 We bless you, Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And He is Lord. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ is the Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. You have risen from the dead. And you are Lord. Yes, my knees shall bow, and my tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Hallelujah. Shaparazabral barakasabralde. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Ramas kora balma tabrapete le kosukori bedi brofili borosukora mandara bariente. Hallelujah, Lord. Rabbi Zebre di Krosamolba. Hallelujah. Shamaraka sabramba bala dramba saratele birakosorokoto. Hallelujah. Raparba se prosure berebilito kora bala. Ibra du kosto providi keboroste mazamble. Hallelujah, Jimene Grele Brosto, Kramazile Brolvala Vravala and Arabariande. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Rasta Prapa Casa Parpreanto Crosomora Gazalite Rehelite Coracalda. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, precious Lord. Thank you, mighty Holy Spirit. We worship you for the precious blood of the Lamb that speaks for us right now. The everlasting covenant. Blood of the everlasting covenant. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We give you thanks, 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 hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Thank you, Abba Father, thank you, Abba Father, thank you, Abba Father.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, faithful God, faithful God, faithful God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We receive. In Jesus' name, we call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Praise God. We'll uh, turn in our Bibles to Philippians 1. And uh, we have been reading, I'm sure for a couple of years now, certain prayer there. And it goes in line with uh, heaven and the heart of our Father. The Spirit of God has inspired these prayers so we can understand His will. And if we ask according to His will, it shall be given unto us in Jesus' name. Notice there the ninth verse, it says, And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more, in knowledge and in all judgment, and the ability to perceive and discern things properly. Hallelujah. In all that sense of being able to perceive and discern things properly. Some versions say common sense. That you may approve, verse 10, uh, things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Hallelujah. What a prayer. You can see that it's a prayer that... uh, God has given for us to know that we are on an ever-increasing path. You are not called to just stay at one place and say, that's it, you know, here we go, and uh, I've done it all. But we're supposed to continue to increase and increase and go forward from glory to glory. Our path gets brighter and brighter. So thank God that we can walk in love and still abound in it more and more based on our knowledge being able to discern things properly with knowledge and understanding we are able to discern things properly uh, tell the difference so that we can prove what is of highest value or excellent and uh, thank God that that's what we are here for you can get pass marks and thank God for pass marks and you know glory to God they were also called Grace marks, you know, just pass. But then we know that there is coming an examination that has results that endure forever. And so we want to bring all our energies to bear uh, on this to be able to do our best. Hallelujah. Because we're going to carry it forever. Hallelujah. And so, in this little sliver of time that we have, this fleeting moments, we want to do it right. Praise God to do the right thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So, I'll read it out of uh, another version and then hear it, Canada, from the Amplified, verse 10, so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital Sense, notice that, perceive what is vital, approve and prize what is excellent, 
and of real value, real value, recognizing the highest and the best, distinguishing the moral differences, that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless, so that with hearts sincere and certain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. Wow, praise God, that's plenty. Let's hear these verses in Kannada and then proceed. Nimma Pritiu Hitchutta Hitchutta Niu Jnana Matu Purna Viveka Galinda Kudidavaragira Bekentalu Uttama Karya Galu Yava Vendu Niu Vivechi Suvavaraga Bekentalu Kristana Dinadavarege Niu Sarada Ragiu Nirmala Ragiu Irabekentalu Yesu Kristana Mulaka Niti Emba Falagalinda Tumbidavaragi Devarige Mahime and Nus Totra Vanu Taruvavaragira Bekentalu Pratisutene Hallelujah you notice she used the word uttama, which means uh, excellent and uh, most important and highest value. All of those thoughts are there because these things are for, you know, eternal value. These things are for eternity. Hallelujah. So God gives us a prayer to be able to uh, receive strength and ability from heaven so that we can choose properly so that we approach that day in a different way the day of Christ that is our hope hallelujah and Jesus himself will work in us both to will and do his good pleasure so the 11th verse says being filled with fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God all of this is happening a lot lot and lot in there in this Philippian epistle and uh, here we see that this is a church that is dear to Paul's heart. They are the ones who uh, had him in their thoughts and were concerned with him. Even during times when uh, nobody else would fellowship with him uh, concerning meeting needs and so on. In, remember he said that no other church communicated with him concerning giving and receiving but them only. So they were very special to him and it's interesting to notice that he does not open that chapter by saying Paul an apostle. Uh, so he doesn't have to prove anything to them, praise God. And so he doesn't have to use the title and they were very close to his heart, praise God. And so you can see um, true... Um, Holy Spirit inspired emotions coming out towards these people. He wants them to receive grace as usual and peace. Then he says he remembers them. In verse 3, I thank God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine. There is a remembrance there and may we have the right uh, remembrance before God and before his people. Amen. You know, our memories are created here for others to also think upon. The righteous man's memories are blessed. The memory or remembrance of the righteous is a blessed memory. Hallelujah. So, uh, you're not just living for yourself. You are creating memories for others also. Hallelujah. 
And so he had these thoughts and remembrances of them. And that's why he was praying. Notice the fifth verse says, For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. So he had a closeness to them that was from the first day. And they did not draw back from it. They were in close fellowship with him. And so he was able to speak certain things concerning the grace of God. Verse 7 says there in the last part, you are all partakers of my grace. See that uh, closeness there they had. So he was able to say, you are partaking of my grace. Verse 7 completely says, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of my grace. Oh, he had very sincere thoughts towards them. And that is where all of these things are coming together in a prayer. So he says, you have been close to my heart, you have been in my thoughts, you have been uh, fellowshipping with me, you have communicated with me, you have stayed in touch with things concerning me right from the first day. So with all of that, I'm praying this prayer, a sincere prayer for God's best in their life. Hallelujah. Very interesting that they'll be filled with the fruits of righteousness. But notice that he is going through some bonds and some detention and some you know, physical suffering for the gospel. Hallelujah. For the defense of the gospel and the confirmation of the gospel. And so, uh, interesting thoughts. We are talking about values and precious material, talking about building things that will last, that will stand the test of time and eternity, and God will approve of these things. And uh, he's handing to us, therefore, the controls to make these choices. Amen? Of course, gingerly, in the reverential fear of God, we are trusting that his help is going to work it out and that we will have no regrets in Jesus' name. But notice that this was a very close church uh, that was in his heart and his thoughts. And he was suffering for the gospel. All those things that he went through were just to bring the freedom of Jesus to others. And he endured suffering for that. And so it becomes precious. Hallelujah. It cost him. It uh, took from him, you know. And uh, he did not get bitter. He did not uh, lose his joy. This is the chapter, I mean the, the book, uh, with uh, maximum references to joy. Hallelujah in the epistles. And so he was uh, wrapped in the goodness and mercy of God to such an extent that he was totally joyful all the time. And uh, even though he was supposed to be in jail, those who were in jail with him were receiving revelation from him. <laughs> you know, he talks about Caesar's household and uh, you know people there who were getting affected. Praise God. Notice verse 13. So that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace. Notice that. Hmm. Praise God. So the household of Caesar 
the highest authority at that time was being affected. The palace was being affected by his endurance and suffering for righteousness sake for Jesus. So who do you think is losing in this matter? Is Paul losing anything? Not really. Actually, Jesus is being taught and revealed to others through what he's going through. Isn't that interesting? Praise God. Let's hear verse 13 also in Kannada. Hegandare nanna bedigalu kristana nimittave endu ella aramaneyalliyu mikkada ella sthalagalalliyu prasiddhavaayitu. Praise the Lord. So here is the way it works. If it is being done in a certain way, sincere way, looking to heaven and the Father and the Holy Ghost to help us out so that we can do it right, it's going to do more than you can imagine. It's going to expand and affect lives and memories in such a way that only heaven can actually quantify. He said, all these things that I'm going through, the palace is being affected by it right now. Hallelujah. Very interesting. Look at verse 12. But I would, you should understand that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. <laughs> so what looked like uh, it could be, oh, just bad news, brother. Oh, see what has happened. He said, guess what? It has turned around and become a good thing and the gospel is going further. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? Oh, thank you, Jesus. God is greater than anything that you are going through right now. Any emotion, any feeling, any challenges, physical, emotional, financial, whatever it may be, if it is in the name of Jesus that your life is being propelled forward. If you are a believer, God can still turn things around. Hallelujah. He has not changed. Hallelujah. And this is where we need to camp. We need to camp on that fact that this God is bigger than anything that you and I could ever face. And he has proven it before. Hallelujah. Hmm. Maybe we can hear verse 12 again if we have not heard it already in Canada for emphasis. Verse 12. Hallelujah. So if you grab a person like Paul, for instance, and decide to uh, just keep him close to you, guess what's going to happen? Eventually you're going to get saved. <laughs> whether you're a soldier, whether you're a politician, eventually it's going to work on you because... You're supposed to be around him 24-7, guarding him. But rather you should wonder, are you being guarded properly from the gospel? <laughs> Do you have enough defenses against the gospel should be your thought. Because this man is packed with heaven's goodness and mercy. Hallelujah. It's an overflowing vessel, a chosen vessel. And therefore, you have to approach him with care, lest you get saved lest you get blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So we want to take that spirit, that attitude, particularly as we are the last day church. I believe we are the last day church. And if we don't get a hold of these things right now, when Jesus appears, uh, we may regret. And, and we don't want us to regret. You may ask, where do you get such a thought from? Well, familiar verse. I think we should go there. Let's go to 1 John 
two there, and uh, um, you may remember from your doctrine class somewhere down the pages, you would have seen that verse, 1 John 2, 28, and he says, Now little children abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. See that tendency to be ashamed is there. Aishkunomai. And I'm not a Greek scholar, but thank God for apps and all of that. And that's the word to be uh, suffused with shame. <laughs> How would you like to be suffused with shame? Notice the term suffused. That means over, over, you know, overflown with shame. That's disgrace and disfigurement are some of the thoughts from Strong's. Uh, I like their names. I don't know where to get these names, but God knew their names and said, the right name for you is Strong's. Strong's concordance of, you know, biblical words. And so he was a strong guy. Hallelujah. But uh, <laughs> he said that, that you could be ashamed when you see the Lord coming. And we don't want to be ashamed. Notice he's writing it to little children to abide in him. To remain in Christ. You know, we should know ourselves in Christ. We should understand who we are in Christ. Rather than thinking that your own emotions, your feelings, your training over the years is who you are. You are not anything that you see with your physical eyes and your emotions. You are a new creature. You are born again, brand new in the spirit. Hallelujah. And so that reality must rule. And we must remain there and see ourselves from that vantage point, no matter what it looks like. Hallelujah. That's a very important thought. As we abide in Him, praise God, and His Word abides in us, we pray, we ask, we desire, and we have whatever we ask. See, our soul comes into agreement with our born-again spirit, and whatever Jesus wants from the Father, you are getting it. It's as though Jesus himself is standing there before the throne, and whatever he asks the Father, you receive in Jesus' name. Isn't that interesting? Praise God. Let's hear the 28th also in Canada before we proceed. Chikka makkale, atanu pratyakshan agu vaga naavu atana agamana dalli atana munde nillalu nachike padade dairiya dindiruvante atanalli nelegundirri. Praise the Lord. And so he's coming, and we don't want to be put to shame or suffused with shame, overflown to disgrace and anything like that. Praise God. So we, we want to make the adjustments, and I thank God for Cain and Abel's story and how you know his face had fallen about not doing the right thing and how his brother had done and chosen properly and God was... Uh, you know, concerned about him and said, I respect your, your brother's offering. I respect your brother, but why don't you adjust? If you adjust, you will also enjoy this benefit. See, God is always looking for all of us, looking, for, you know, on our behalf. He loves each one of us. Say, why don't you adjust? You can also enjoy this favor and this concern and respect that I have for what you are doing, what you are bringing, and you yourself. So thank God, as long as your heart is beating and you are still breathing, you can always adjust. Thank you, Jesus. 
Ha ha ha. And I'm so glad for that. Praise God. We have been seeing that nobody in the book there was perfect except the Lord Jesus who was born of a virgin. And so we must be encouraged to notice that in spite of all that we can still move forward and our path will get brighter and brighter until the perfect day, that day when we see him face to face. Glory to the King. So these are the thoughts that are um, moving us to pray and ponder and examine. And so that's where it's coming from. This church back in Philippians 1 was very close to Paul's heart. And uh, he was suffering for the gospel, you know, for preaching the truth and setting captives free. The Philippian jail and all of that, if you remember. God showed up there and uh, shook the place. Praise God. But um, if you have to suffer, if you have to suffer for the will of the Lord, there is nothing wrong with it, but rather things are going to turn around and be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. Amen. So this man had a way of not looking at himself as foremost in this equation. God was number one, and so he put others in front of himself, or before himself. He thought about others rather than himself. Praise God. Um, These are thoughts that we have to begin to examine and realize that you are not going to fail or lose if you think like that. Amen. Don't think that, yo, what did I do? Mandataram. No, that's not the way. With God, if you are thinking the right way, honorably, with integrity, He will honor you. It will always work for His good and His purposes and others that are on the planet. Praise God. That's the way it is. Hallelujah. So, while he's in jail, while he's suffering there, uh, some people's motives are coming out. Praise God. See, we're talking about motives and... uh, Why you are preaching is as important as what you are preaching. In fact, more important. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So let's read here, verse 13, So that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other palaces or places, sorry. And many of the brethren in the Lord, notice, many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear so it affected many brethren Paul is suffering for the gospel man we must preach boldly hallelujah you know they were not scared notice that they became more bold and said we must preach more boldly amen then verse 15 some indeed notice preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. So there are the motives, some for goodwill, some for envy and strife. Some are not thinking properly, some are not doing this ministry out of the right motives. Praise God. Notice, verse 16, the one preached Christ out of contention, not sincerely. Not sincerely. So sincerity is important to stay sincere. Before the Lord. Till he comes. Amen. 
not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. They are not happy that he is enjoying prison life. That's where all the joy comes out of that Philippian story. He was not living, you know, just in quote, bound. In fact, he was free. He was so free, he was singing, he was rejoicing, he was having a great time. (laughs) But these people, they were not free. They were bound. They had problems. Amen. Can you see that? Look at verse 16. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. They were planning to give him trouble, thinking that we can give him some more trouble. We can preach and talk against him. We can minister in quote by putting the other minister down. And that will increase their ministry, they thought, supposing to add affliction to his bonds or his chains. That's what they thought. That was their intention. Ooh, glory to God. Very interesting. Let's hear that again. Verse 15 and 16 also in Kannada. Kelavaru hotte kichu patu veda hukki sabay kemba bhavane in the bere kelavaru olle bhavad in the kristan annu prachura padisuttare. You notice the same circumstance is affecting people differently. Who are these people? Believers. Who are these people? Even preachers. The motives are coming out and God is the God who sees what's going on inside. Not just what you're preaching. What are you thinking about? What is your actual agenda? Etc. Etc. So these prayers can be very powerful to change all of that so that you can choose the proper plan and purpose that aligns with God. Hallelujah. So some people were planning to put him down, cause him affliction while he's already in jail. I mean, how deep can this get? The man is suffering, but they're hearing reports. Wow, the palace is getting affected. Even in jail, this man is changing the place. People are getting saved. The palace is getting affected. I mean, man, this guy is still enjoying. He's rejoicing out there. We hear these testimonies that the place is being moved by the power of God. And we must make his trouble worse. We must make him suffer some more. Who? Believers. Who? Preachers. So, you know, this is interesting. I tell you, brother, sister... There is nothing good in the flesh. There is a part of us that is flesh and and not just physical. That's not just what we're talking about. It's a mindset. It's a way of thinking. It just happens to be located in the flesh. And uh, it it came from the, the earth that was cursed. So there is a curse in it. And therefore you cannot trust the flesh. You cannot. I'm telling you, cursed is the man that trusts in flesh. There is a curse in that ground and since we came out of it, that part carries the the curse in it. It's talking about your own ability, your own strength. And so somebody may argue and say, but I can do good things. People do good things in the flesh. How can you say that there's no good thing in the flesh? Yes, you can do good things in the flesh, but they will come from the flesh. And God is not impressed 
except it comes from faith and by the Spirit. Are you understanding that? It's a little bit of click there, but you have to get it. The motives, where did it originate from? Where did this goodness, in quote, come from? I'm telling you, there are people there who don't believe in Christ who can do good better than Christians. They can outstrip the Christian in good. But is that good acceptable unto God? Well, they may get his attention like Cornelius, and messengers will be sent to preach, to bring the gospel to them, and if they receive that, praise God. Hallelujah. Are you getting this now? So there could be good that comes out of the flesh, but is it good in God's eyes? The Bible says, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Hey, hallelujah. We will keep talking about these things, um, you know, more and more. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Maybe we should look at that for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. So this man is uh, so thoroughly immersed in what he's doing, even though he's not perfect. You know, he's the one who said, I have not attained. I do not consider myself to have attained, apprehended everything for which I was apprehended of Christ. But I'm going forward. I'm putting one leg in front of the other. Okay, I'm in jail right now, but, you know, let's just go forward. Amen. So um, this is the background here. He's not perfect. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. But we're looking up and we're trusting God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, I think we should. Let's go to Luke for a minute. Luke chapter 2, great example. We need to get this right. God help us. Luke chapter 2, you can tell by the chapter itself that it's going to be talking about Jesus in his earlier years and all of that. But let's notice here from 51, after being, uh, in quote, lost by his parents for some time, and uh, he was found in the temple, he was about his father's business, etc., etc., remember? Verse 51 now continues and he says, He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them, but his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Amen. So, you remember the saying, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? That was the prevalent thought of those days, that Nazareth was nothing. It was, is there anything good there? You know, you may have revelations about your own town or some town where you were what's so special about this praise God there's nothing good in this place there's nothing special that comes out of here etc so that was how Nazareth was there was nothing special about Nazareth in fact it was like can anything good come out of Nazareth hallelujah but that's where he came from amen keep that thought and observe um, the next verse See the result. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. What does that tell you? Just go to that insignificant place with insignificant people like yourself and just live properly for the Lord. And guess what's going to happen? The Lord will increase you. The Lord will command things to happen around you that your stature and your fame and your favor will increase are you out there hallelujah 
Oh, I'm back, I'm here, I'm subject to my parents and all of that. And who's going to notice me with my parents? I'm just going to be here. Etc., etc., etc. All your so-called thoughts that you have planned for yourself, you can safely shelf them away and say, God wants me in Nazareth. I'll be in Nazareth. I may look like nothing, like nothing good's coming out of Nazareth, but I'm going to submit to what he wants me to do. I'm going to love him with all my heart. I'm going to seek him and serve him with all my heart, and he'll handle the rest. Woo, glory to God. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and man. Wow, this is such a blessing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So you don't have to plot your own you know, agenda and ponder your own way. You go where God wants you to go and you stay with the program. You be sincere. You open up your heart and don't go contrary to the Lord's plan. Just stay there. Grow in the word. Grow in the understanding. Grow in the things of God. God will handle the rest. Praise God. So let's hear 51 and 52 uh, also. Praise God. Banika Atanu Avara Joteli Najaretige Bandu Avarige Adina Nagidano, Adare Atana Tayu Yi Matubara Nella Tana Rudaya Dali Tukondalu. Amen. Jesus Nana Daliu Dehada Bedavanige Eliu Devara Matu Manushara Dayu Rudhi Adano. So you may say I'm in this little two bit town, you know, one horse town, nothing special town, yang yang yang, insignificant me, insignificant town. Man, we got to move, got to do some stuff, got to make it happen, etc., etc. Well, I hope God wanted you to be in that town or God wanted you to make things happen. That's what's important. Find out what God wants you to do. And even if it looks like insignificant, the Savior himself, nobody less than the Savior, the Son of the living God had to prove that it is the right thing to do when God sends you to some family, when God sends you to some setting, when God puts you in a certain spot, it's the right thing to live for God there with all that you have and let God handle the rest. Hallelujah. Jesus is our example. Amen. So, throw away any other thought. It comes from the flesh. It may be good, but it may not be God. What am I doing here? I got to move, man. Got to move. Got to go here. Got to go there. Really? That may be good, but it could be fleshly good. It may not be God's good. Are you getting this? So don't analyze anything contrary to the word of God and choose anything good out of it. Make sure that it lines up with the word of God. Isn't everything written for us? Isn't that amazing that everything is inside here? That if you can just calm down and tune in and listen up, God will speak to your heart and God will cause you to navigate whatever is out there and bring you to the, to the safe haven that day. Thank you, Jesus, without regrets. So Jesus didn't have regret there, isn't it? It looked like... You know, he was already too big for his shoes, just a 12-year-old kid. Look at that, you know, boasting there, showing off that he's so great that he studied more than those doctors of the law in the temple. And, but guess what? The Bible says he went and he submitted to them. And Mary kept all of these things in her heart. Just like this, an interesting boy. I know this boy is different. I know from his birth, it's just amazing. What a fellow. 
And look at him, he's come back. And he's uh, talking about his father's business, but he's here at home and he's submitting to, you know, homey stuff, to the parental care and love and all of that. And praise God, you can't stop him. So God always, always favors integrity and honor. He will take care of it. He will make sure that that person who has decided to walk in that way cannot be limited. Praise God. God is a faithful God. Thank you, Jesus. So really, it's about him. It's not about us. He's got your thoughts. He's got plans for you. My plans are good, not evil, to give you a future. God is cool. He's all right. He has everything. He's God. So his plans are for you, for your good, to bring you to the expected end. See, he's thinking about you. If God is thinking about you, you don't really have to think about yourself. Say amen, somebody. What are you scratching your head for and pondering your, your own self for? You can just find out what he wants you to do and just excitedly get involved with it. Even if it looked like Paul was in jail, he was having a ball there because he knew this is where I ought to be right now. And most of the letters and ministry that he did was in jail. That interesting. Looks like he was just being, you know, uh, hindered constantly again and again. But this is where we got one of the most powerful ministries ever demonstrated, and we're still talking about it today. Praise God. So keep that in your recesses, in the vaults of your mind, deep inside there, that what I need to do is not have my agenda, my motive, my plan. Let me just have God's plan, God's agenda. It doesn't matter if it looks insignificant, if it looks like nothing, that's God's will for me. It's about God. All right. I hope we heard that in Canada. Praise God. You know, it's, uh, we, we should now go on to Hebrews and examine something. We're talking about, you know, choosing uh, the real priorities and what makes sense with God so that on that day we are not ashamed. Notice Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Observe here, very familiar scripture, verse 6 and see. Without faith it is impossible to please him, italicized, for he that cometh to God, okay, so who's the subject here? God must believe that he is and that he, not you, is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Who's the subject? Him. Who's appearing again and again? Him. What are we seeking for? Cars, houses, jobs, clothes, wives, children. Is that what we're seeking for? No. Faith is, faith is not about seeking those things. Faith is about diligently seeking him. How odd is this? So people get stuck right there and say, this doesn't make sense and I can't do this, man. I got to, you know, you know, do this and that and I, I need to plan for myself and whatever. Praise God. But if you notice, this verse is actually talking about believing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. About him. Seeking him. 
diligently, with effort, as though you are studying for an exam. You, you want to know him. You are going after him. That's what faith is. That is the faith that pleases him. And without that kind of faith, you can't please him. So some people may be so-called faith, but they are not pleasing him. The Let's do verse 6 in Canada. Adare nambike illade devarannu mechisuvadu asadhya yakandare devara balige baruvavanu devaru iddane tannannu jagrateyagi hudukuvavanige pratifalavannu koduttane endu nambuvadu avashya. Isn't that interesting? It's kind of interesting. Just thinking along that path could give you a few sticks of dynamite right there. You'll be like, ooh, my rotor blade just blew off. My fan belt is gone to pieces. Man, just that message just blew everything to pieces. Anyway, what's important is that he is magnified. Hallelujah. Let's read the amplified version of the same. Without faith it's impossible to please him and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists, that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Earnestly and diligently seek him. Praise God. I don't want it to be that, oh, here we go, Wednesday, here we go again. Uh, Hard stuff all the time. You know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, praise God. I know it sounds like that. You see, but we need to get uh, familiar with the person that we're dealing with, actually, and not be sidetracked in the name of this, that, and the other. This is the person who said to a church in Revelation there, in the first few chapters, he said, you say that you have need of nothing, that you are rich, but guess what? You are poor. He said, you are wretched, you are blind, and you are naked. That's what he said to a church who said, you say you are rich, you have no need of anything. So, wasn't that, in quote, good? I'm a faith person. I got it all. See, it's working. I got it all. Yes, but what does God have to say about it? What were you actually seeking? What was your heart really after? What was your energy directed towards? Praise God. These things are very powerful because my brother, my sister... This person that we are dealing with is also the judge who sees everything clearly. And we can't just cover it up with insincere thoughts. There has to be a sincerity. It is for you, Lord. I love you. It is you that I'm coming after. It is you that I want. It is you. It's all about you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Does this pain us? It does. What part of you is it that gets pained? Is it your spirit? No. What part of us is it that gets pained? It is our emotions. It is our fleshly preferences. I don't like that. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. 
Huh? Your spirit is like, come on, that's it. That's who I am. That's the real me. Talk about it. The flesh is like, shh, hush, 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 hush. We have to stop that at all by all means. We can't get the truth on this matter because then what will happen to us? We'll be put in a coffin, that's all. Yes, that's what's going to happen to the flesh. If Jesus doesn't come and glorify it, it will be in a coffin. But the real you will be in heaven. Seeing clearly. 2020 vision. Seeing it all and saying, Oh, oh, this is how it works. This is heaven. This is the reality. Man, I know my intentions were not right. And Jesus says, Don't worry, I'll wipe your tears. Well done. Instead of, well done. No, those are just thoughts. You know, that's just a pastor with his own pet theories, etc., etc. Okay, no problem. I'm not saying you should swallow all these things hook, line, and sinker. Go think about it, pray about it, ponder about it. But you cannot ignore it. That's for sure. Hallelujah. So people need to spend time with the, the word in a fully rounded way and not just one side alone. If the whole body were an arm, what would the body look like? A weirdo with a huge arm and a skinny rest of the body. If the whole body were a nose, what would the body look like? A huge nose and nothing else. But God has a complete body, has a totality of doctrine and teaching that covers every area. And that you don't just get hither and thither, you get in a church. And that is what we need to have now, before he comes. Some clarity so that I can choose properly in Jesus' name. Instead of saying, for God's sake, I could use that word. For God's sake, let me understand this thing and choose properly. Isn't that what we need? Jesus is coming, man. Let me get this thing right. Because there's no adjustment later. This is our moment. This is our time. Excuse me. Hallelujah. Mm. See, we don't want to sound terrible, but some preachers in Paul's time preached with a different motive. To add problems to Paul, who was a genuine preacher suffering for Jesus. And they were not happy that he could not be put down. He was still increasing. He was still being a blessing. He was still going forward in the plan of God, even though it was like a cell. And he was in chains, but he was the free man. Why? Because his thoughts and his motives, his intentions, had been realigned for one reason, one reason only. He said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain who for me to live is Christ not me for me to live is Christ I'm not living for me I'm living for Christ and for me to die <laughs> guess what I will inherit glory the minute I die but for me to live down here is to bring glory to others by bringing glory to him Hallelujah. Okay. These are thoughts. You know, you can go check it. You can go read it and go pray about it, ponder about it, and see 
Is it a mandatorum or not? Is this the right way of doing things? Am I making a blunder by thinking like this, by putting all my eggs in one basket called Jesus? Living for Jesus, just being spent for Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's read Hebrews 11:6 as we proceed. ಆದರೆ ನಂಬಿಕೆ ಇಲ್ಲದೆ ದೇವರನ್ನು ಮೆಚ್ಚಿಸುವುದು ಅಸಾಧ್ಯ ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ದೇವರ ಬಳಿಗೆ ಬರುವವನು ದೇವರು ಇದ್ದಾನೆ ತನ್ನನ್ನು ಜಾಗ್ರತೆಯಾಗಿ ಹುಡುಕುವವನಿಗೆ ಪ್ರತಿಫಲವನ್ನು ಕೊಡುತ್ತಾನೆ ಎಂದು ನಂಬುವುದು ಅವಶ್ಯ What's it all for? It's for Jesus. What's it all for? It's for Jesus. What's it all for? It's for Jesus. Jesus is thinking about you. You don't have to worry about you. He said, I have plans for you. I have thoughts about you. When you sit down, I think about you. When you lie down, I think about you. When you are living down there, I have thoughts that are more in number than the sand on the seashore. Hallelujah. So look at Psalm 34. Observe here how he says in verse 2, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. I'm not boasting about myself. In the Lord. To bring a soul to that place is not easy. The humble will hear and be glad. Who's the humble guy? Humble guy is the one who says, God got the glory there, man. God received the glory there. Verse 3. Oh magnify the Lord with me. Who should be magnified? The Lord. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Who should be magnified? The Lord. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. Hallelujah. You will not be put to shame. You don't worry about yourself. Whatever your motives were, you can just tell your motives to just hush up. Let's look to him. Let him be magnified. Let God be God and every man a liar. Let us live as though God is everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear verse 2 to 4. No, verse yeah, verse 2 to 4 in Canada also. Psalm 34. ನನ್ನ ಪ್ರಾಣವು ಕತ್ತನಲ್ಲಿ ಹೊಗಳಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವುದು ಇದನ್ನು ದೀನರು ಕೇಳಿ ಸಂತೋಷ ಪಡುವರು ನನ್ನ ಸಂಗಡ ಕತ್ತನನ್ನು ಘನಪಡಿಸಿರಿ ನಾವು ಒಟ್ಟಾಗಿ ಆತನ ಹೆಸರನ್ನು ಘನಪಡಿಸೋಣ ನಾನು ಕತ್ತನನ್ನು ಹುಡುಕಿದೆನು ಆಗ ಆತನು ನನಗೆ ಉತ್ತರ ಕೊಟ್ಟು ನನ್ನ ಸಕಲ ಭೀತಿಗಳಿಂದ ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಬಿಡಿಸಿದನು Philippians again, chapter 1, observe how it says in verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. See that? He, he has an expectation and a hope. He has some thoughts that he will not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be ashamed. magnified in my body whether it be by life or by death 
For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. You notice the total absence of fear of death. He is not motivated by those fears. That's just not him. Fear is not in the issue here. So he has laid aside his own agenda. That is what brings fear. You know, my plan must work. My plan. Ayo, if that happens, my plan is gone, yar. No, you don't have to bother about your plan. Shoot it right now. Put it on the cross. He said you should take your cross. Remember that? What is that? That is something that pains. It is a place where you are, you know, <laughs> glory to God, hung out to dry, in quotes. So your plans are hung out there. What you don't want, that Jesus had to pray about a couple of times, that he had to pray and pray, was like, I really don't want to do that. Who was that? Was that his spirit talking? Hmm. Think about it. You don't have to swallow these things. Think about it. He finally had to line up everything with God's will for his life. And he finished it there and then went and did it. So there is a cost counting. There is a counting everything. Like Paul said, as dung. You have to check and see. It's all of this stuff that I can be proud about dung or is it not dung because I have not yet done it it's not yet done, it's not yet measured it's not yet weighed out properly, it's not properly chosen out so it's not yet dung it is very precious man this platinum I have in my safe this gold I have here and there and these cars that you see here, these houses man they are something Paul said everything that he could boast about was weighed properly concerning the revelation of Christ and counted as dung that's a stage in life and we are approaching that place we have not arrived how many of you have arrived Paul himself said I have not arrived I have not arrived the person who was talking had not yet arrived but he said I learned one thing after everything I just say let's forget that and let's go forward let's press in let's go forward let's make our mark let's go into what God has for us why did you apprehend me why did you catch me I want to know that See what he's seeking after? What do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do? Say amen. So notice he said, The Christ will be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Now, I, I you know, noticed while we were reading there about Cain and Abel, that when I made that statement, there was a small thing in the atmosphere that... Maybe I just said, you know, uh, something here that may be hmm, hard for us faithy people to swallow. Amen? That uh, you mean that he allowed his brother to kill him even though he was righteous and that guy was not righteous compared to him. He had understood righteousness and by faith he had stepped into it and done the right thing and God was pleased with him and this guy gets killed by his brother. Could it be the will of God? What do you think it was? 
Think about it. At that point, it happened, and it is written that what speaks to us today is not necessarily just his life, but also the fact that he died. That his faith, what he used, what he spoke, what he believed, what he did, speaks to us. The memory of those things is what we are living on. He was a good man. Was he a good man? Did he choose properly? Yes. Did his brother still kill him? Yes. And what did God do about his brother? Go read it. He said, I'll put a mark on this boy that this boy should not be killed by others. He gave him mercy, gave him time, you know, and just said, just live. Because the guy knew, I'm in trouble, man. I killed my brother. The first person to commit a murder on the planet. He said, don't worry. Nobody's going to kill you just like that. Mm, go think about it. So what we're going to focus on here for a couple of minutes is the fact that there has to be no fear of death. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Did we uh, do the 20th verse? Not yet. Can we do that, please? Thank you. Amen. And so, you know, he continues that way. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Get that? Dying in Christ is gain. 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 He, Jesus said it like this. If you really love me, you'll be happy that I'm going to my daddy. Even in that moment, they were still thinking about themselves. Please don't leave me, Jesus. How can you say you're going back to your father? What about me? He said, you guys, I know, I figured you out. You're still thinking about yourself. If you really love me, you would say, please go home. Go to daddy. I know you're missing your home. Can you see that? That's how we are. We are wired that way. It's in the flesh. And we have the flesh and those thoughts are with us. Self-preservatory mode all the time. And praise God for all of that. I mean, he's dealing with people who are not perfect. He knows that. None of these people were perfect, including Paul. He's making adjustments and he's coming back in line and etc. etc. But one thing is sure, the word is perfect. Hallelujah. Notice he says, If I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose I wot not. So does this man have thoughts also like I don't know what to choose? Ah. Yeah. For I am in a strait betwixt two having a desire to depart. You know, if you just die right now, you've done pretty good. It's not bad. I mean, man, 2021, you passed all of that junk and you came home. Wow, it's not bad. You even did some discipleship deals and you helped some people. Man, you went around here and there. You know, praise God, man. You maintained the faith, etc. Ah, But you just died. It's okay. You know, you go home. Praise God. Be with Christ, which is far better. <laughs> far better. Can you see where the, the, the pain is coming from? It's, it's not because 
you know, you're going home and you're going to meet daddy and all that. The pain is because, am I really ready to go now? That's where the pain is coming from. That's where the pain is coming from. Am I ready now? I want to go, but I just don't feel like I'm ready. Amen. Nevertheless, reason, after all of the ponderings, he said, this is what I'm going to come to. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. If I stay down here, it'll be good for you. Your advantage is going to be advantageous for you. And having this confidence, 25, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. Now, he's writing to all, but he's also writing to a Philippian church, a group of people for whom he had a lot of confidence. Are you seeing that? It becomes personalized there. I have this confidence and I know because of you and my relationship with you and your receptivity to what I'm doing, I will stay some more and continue some more for your joy and your furtherance of faith. Hallelujah. For your joy, for your furtherance of faith. In other words, how does faith come? By the word of God, right? For the word to be brought out some more and some more and some more till you get joyful about it. Hallelujah. That your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. He's talking about a group of people who had a heart that he said, I cannot help, I remember you in my prayers. I have these thoughts about you. And so I'm praying these verses for you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You you can see the heart of this man in 27. He says, only let your life or conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. There's a way it should be. You know, it should be in, in accordance with the gospel. There should be a life that is in accordance with the gospel. Of the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or be absent. That whether I'm there or not, I have a confidence. Notice, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Wow, that's a nice church that he is having hopes for. So if God has some hopes for a church, these are the hopes he has, that they stand together, they have one mind, they strive together for the hope of the gospel, they are united, that this is how they think. Glory to God. See that? And in nothing terrified by your adversaries. Not scared at all of any adversary. Which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. He says, by being fearless in the midst of all of that, those who are thinking to destroy and persecute you, they will notice your fearlessness. There's no buyer here. They can see it and that is a token that you are trusting God and his salvation. They can see it. These guys are not faced, man. You can chop the guy's head off but he's not scared. You can do whatever you want but there's no fear inside this fellow. He is very sure about some things. 
For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe him, but also to suffer for his sake. So God has factored all of these things together. Believe you will suffer, don't believe you will suffer. So why don't you just believe for him and suffer for him? Amen? Believe for God's best and suffer in his name for him. Not from your sickness and your poverty and all of that. Your curse. Accept Jesus, receive the blessing, believe God, and if you have to suffer for righteousness sake, like that brother did, Cain and Abel's story, he was righteous and it was because he was righteous. If he toned it down and lived like his brother, everything would have been different. But he was seeing something else. His eyes were some other place. And he could not help it. From the same household. Oh, he's the holy one. That guy has come again. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays with us, but he'll go off holy. He'll start saying this and that. There is persecution for that. Are you out there? So, you know, 29 from the Passion says something interesting. I know our time is ticking, but glory to God. Let's see what we can get while we can. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Notice there, very interesting language it uses. For God has graciously given you the privilege not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for him. The privilege. God has graciously given you the privilege. It is a gracious privilege to suffer for his name. To suffer for righteousness. To suffer for Christ. Not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for him. Praise God. You can read you know, other translations, but it is a privilege to do anything for this king. <laughs> the perfect one. The holy one. The one who created everything. The one who knew you before time began. The one who formed you in your mother's womb and separated you from your mother's womb and called you by name. That one, to just do anything for him, hallelujah, is a privilege. And to suffer for him is a greater privilege. It's a graciously given opportunity to suffer for the right reasons. Some of us, you know, we may never suffer more than just coming to church. We may never suffer more than just being a believer, you know, just doing the right stuff, speaking the word, trying to lead people to Christ, giving, being a nice guy, etc. That's suffering because your flesh doesn't like any of that. Your flesh would rather put you, uh, you know, in front of a screen 24-7 with all your games and just eating fries and eating some more fries and not going out in the sun but just sitting there living in your house in a junkyard in a heap thinking about you and nobody else, right? Yeah, that's flesh. Me, myself and I. Hallelujah. Strong stuff but the truth has to be told. And we must define ourselves by God's word rather than anything else. Hallelujah. Okay. It's not easy, but maybe we can hear this in Canada also. Um, Philippians 1, I'm sorry, yeah, 29. 
Philippians 1:29 ಹೇಗೆಂದರೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ಮೇಲೆ ನಂಬಿಕೆ ಇಡುವುದು ಆತನಿಗೋಸ್ಕರ ಬಾಧೆಯನ್ನು ಅನುಭವಿಸುವುದು ಆತನ ಪರವಾಗಿ ನಿಮಗೆ ಅನುಗ್ರಹವಾಗಿ ದೊರೆಯಿತು He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Wow. Okay. And then you read all that stuff in 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. You notice that it always believes the best of every person. Hmm. That's our nature. Can you believe that? It's so alien to actually believe that that's really who you are. That you actually believe the best of every person. That you are not offended. you're not bugged you don't have such days because you always believe the best of every person you take no account of any wrong suffered in order to suffer for righteousness sake you may have to take no account of wrong suffered hallelujah but let's go on just down there notice Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We're here to magnify him. We're here to magnify that nature rather than anything else, right? Let him be magnified. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. He that has fear or fear has torment he that feareth is not made perfect in love do you know somebody who was full of this his name was god his name is jesus that's why he said fear not notice he would come on the scene and things would be happening and the first thing that comes out of his mouth is fear not you can you can actually appropriate it at that moment while everything is going kakudza or nuts you can stop right there and say i'm not afraid my nature has no fear the greater one is inside me no fear i'm not moved by any of these things i am not afraid have no fear hallelujah fear not i'll never leave you i'll never forsake you i'll never leave you i'll never forsake you hallelujah he was so full of it that's the thing that came out flush it off drive it off when he comes on the scene fear not so this is a fearless person having his own thoughts also <laughs> praise god just like you and i have our own thoughts but he had to pray he had to study so that these things will dominate him probably for fasting and prayer i'll bring out this thought you know it it just encouraged me to see in Matthew 14 you know he came down eventually hours and hours later after telling the disciples to just go to the other side and they were stuck there they they were obedient guys i like that i mean they were just rowing away to nowhere <laughs> rowing away to glory man where are you going i just he said go we are going that was some major stuff but they just rowing away finally he comes up to them walking on the water amen 
major. But what touched me briefly there was this. And he said that he went aside to pray after telling them to go. And then, guess what? It was evening. He still didn't stop. Then it became early hours of the morning. Then he stopped his prayer and came. He had to pray. He had to pray. He had to pray. Even if it means you guys go, I have to pray. I need this. I need this just like you're going to need it. I need this, bro. You're my brothers. I need to pray. I need to pray. I need to fellowship with my father. I love him. I seek him. I want to seek him and get quiet in the midst of it and say, what do you want me to do? He said, I do nothing except that which I see my father do. I do nothing except what I hear him and what, I, what he sees his father do, what he hears his father say. That's what he would do. So he was just magnifying his father. He said, it's my father that's doing the works. It's, it's not me that's bearing witness. My father, another bears witness of me, etc. All of those thoughts are like, it's not really me, it's him. Let your will be done. If you ask me, I have my own will, Lord. But let your will be done. He will bring it to that place. But they're just simple choices. My will or your will. My will or your will. Because he had to be sure that he was free from the fear. Hallelujah. Are you out there today? The fear of death. It's the crown of all other fears. Okay, if you don't have the money, what will happen? You will starve. And if you starve, then what will happen? People will laugh at you and then finally you die. As a believer, he died of starvation. <laughs> so, we must make sure that we always have this thing, man. Fear motivates it. So, we should not do anything out of fear, but out of love. What's the opposite side? If I have, I can give others. I want to be a blessing. I want to be able to promote other lives. I want to be able to leave memories with people that they can think. That guy was different. They can see Jesus magnified. God magnified. He was not just going according to his flesh. Phew, tall orders, right? I mean, man, we're comparing ourselves with Jesus here. Maybe we can hear something in Canada before we go. 1 John 4. Notice the 8th verse. And the 18th also for good measure. Hallelujah. Alright, so let's introduce these things as we ponder. Matthew 5, 10. It says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Woo-wee. Let's keep reading. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. So, do you think Paul was going through that? Yes, preachers were talking about him too. Supposing to add affliction to his bonds. 
give him headache while he's in jail. Meanwhile, he was enjoying jail. I was like, ha, 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 this is the Taj, man. I'm just chilling here, re- rejoicing that people are getting affected, that I can be unleashed. You, you locked me in a place and you allowed me to just come out and see who you really are. What do you really care about? Or sitting in the corner and crying. <laughs> or, yeah, this is the day the Lord has made. It has not changed. Ha, ha, ha. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Woo. And he had himself a time out there that God said, hmm, man, this guy, it doesn't make a difference whether you cage him or not. Might as well shake up these chains, man. That's a free man. That's one free man. And his buddy Silas, free guys. And you guys out there who are preaching and are not in jail with him, you're the ones that are bound to insincere thoughts, fleshly, demonic, inspired by the devil thoughts that you have taken for yourself. But they were the ones that were bound. Verse 11, blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad (laughs) for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Hallelujah. Jesus is talking now from depth wealth of experience and talking about the prophets and talking about heaven and who is great and who gets the the great reward in heaven Mm, thank you Lord Jesus let's hear this in Canada also it's awesome Matthew 5 Nitya Nimittavagi Himsisal Paduvavaru Danyaru Yakandare Paraloka Rajavu Avaradu Nana Nimitavagi, Janaru Nimanu, Dushisi, Himsisi, Nimage, Virodavagi, Ella, Tarada Ketadanu, Sulagi, Hedidare, Nivu, Danyaru Santoshisiri, Ati Ullasa Dindiri, Yakandare Paraloka, the Linima Pratipalau, Dodadagide, Nimaginta Munche, the Pravadi, Gadanu, Avaru, Hige, Himsisidarella. Glory, 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 glory. Can you imagine Jesus had to teach us these things? Because they are not from this realm. They are from heaven. Hallelujah. He had to teach us. This is how it works. This is how heaven operates. This is how these things are. It is a gracious privilege granted to you. You will see the blessing. You are going to see the rewards. How great the rewards are. And so on. Hallelujah. So let's deal with the fear. Perfect love will cast it out. So it's time to meditate on the great love of God. It's time to begin to ponder on how much God loves us and what love is on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Mm. Let's jump off to 1 Peter in these closing moments. 1 Peter, the fourth chapter. Notice verse 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Like, what is this? What is this stuff happening? You know, like that. But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, 
you may be glad also with exceeding joy. When the glory appears that day, you'll be glad. I did something for Jesus. In his name I suffered. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer like Cain. Right? Cain the murderer. He's famous. In the new covenant, those who hate their brothers are called murderers. Let none of you suffer because you have murderous thoughts against believers. Or as a thief, or an evildoer, as a busybody in other men's matters. Your nose is in other people's business. That's all you're doing. Yes, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Glory, 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 hallelujah. We're learning. Say we're learning. See, we're all learning. Verse 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? Hmm. It's coming to them. It's coming. Some serious judgment is coming. Wrath of God is coming. But it starts with us. We need to judge these things properly and see what we can endure and what we don't have to receive. Hallelujah. I have to stop. Our moments have run out. But lots and lots and lots of things to think about. Let's magnify him. It's all about him. For me to live is more time to share the word. More time to help somebody's faith. More time to build up somebody's joy. Enduring stuff. Hallelujah. That's what we are here for. For us to live is that reason. Just like Paul said. So don't, don't jump ahead and do silly stuff. This is what you're here for. God has planned for you. God has thought about you a long time ago. Let's now sift from all of these thoughts and choose the proper thought. Hallelujah. Let's worship this king. Reposoto, membrelite, rapaste, mianda, rafara, casante. Thank you that your word is eternal. In the depths of your great love, the depths of your great ponderings and thinking about us, your thoughts towards us are being unveiled so we don't have to be worried, anxious, or fearful about anything. We can cast our cares upon you because you care for us lovingly, affectionately, tenderly, haha, watchfully. All of those wonderful words that go along with your oversight and your care. We were once like sheep gone astray, but we have returned unto the bishop and overseer of our souls. That great high priest at the right hand, that great shepherd of the sheep, we bless you. We praise you. We thank you for the privilege of serving you in this day, in this hour. Thank you, Lord, as we open our hearts to you more and more. We are trusting, ha, 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 to see and live in a way that when we see you, we will just be excited that we did the right thing. Glory will appear. Oh, we'll be exceeding glad without a hint of embarrassment in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're a faithful God. Hallelujah. 
I think we missed some verses in Canada, but glory to God, maybe we can pick up one uh, just right there, verse uh, 15 and 16 of 1 Peter 4. Hallelujah. You are blessed. Thank you team. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. We will get this thing done in Jesus name. Amen. We, we, we receive the offering. If you like to give in Jesus name. This is a great opportunity. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. You are causing men to receive even right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You're blessed. Thank you again.